Welcome to Two Minds Today with your host, Charlene, authority in leadership development, and Hale, an expert community builder. The pod all about best practices to get you noticed and ahead in your professional life. Hey everyone, we are back. We have been so much uh, fun and energy out of talking about this uh, this topic of how do we disagree in the right and wrong way. Um, and we wanted to kind of kick off where we left off last week, right, Hila? Absolutely. Um, we were talking about last week, as you said, meetings and disagreeing. So what we want to do this week is really give practical tips on how to do disagreement properly in a meeting. And some of this we may have talked about generally in our previous uh, in our previous pods, but this time we want to like give you boom, boom, boom tips that you could just take with you and use at the next meeting you have. So let's kick off with, let's add this question to the next meeting's agenda. So one, I think this is actually great for facilitators and great for somebody who is in a meeting. I will also say like, We'd love to avoid the language of let's take that offline. Although that is like a really useful tip. I feel like that's become like a, you know, uh, whatever someone says, you know, it's the same as saying like, let's circle back to that. Um, it's, it's actually really useful, but it's uh, it can become across as annoying. But the essence and the idea is um, you have something you want to talk about. Now is not the right time. As a facilitator, you can say, that's great. Let's move it to the next agenda. As someone in the meeting, you can say, I would love to dive deeper into this. When can we um, can we put it to our next agenda? I completely agree. And, you know, as to your point of like, you know, people just don't want to hear, oh, let's talk about it next time or take it offline. I think that that only becomes problematic if there's no teeth behind it. If you actually go ahead and follow up offline. And that's the culture of the environment. It's not going to be annoying. You're going to feel very heard by that. And for facilitators of meetings, and even those who are in a meeting that say, oh, I think we should discuss it afterwards. My advice to you is maybe right there at the meeting or right after the meeting, before you step away from the from that room, send that email, like in that first five minutes after you make that statement, so that you've taken the first step to actually concretely, uh, truly take it offline rather than accidentally or purposely forget about it. I also think it depends on where the power dynamics lie, right? If you're in a meeting with you and someone that is reporting to you and you can feel like you are not aligned, which we've covered many times, try and go into every meeting aligned if, um, with, with the people that you come with, right? But let's say you don't and you're in that position, you could always say, hey, Hala and I are going to discuss it further and we'll get back to you. 100%. 100%. Um, okay, next tip. Um, when you're disagreeing, easy one, guys. First thing you do is acknowledge what the other per person is saying and acknowledge the value in it. And uh, if you constantly think about this, like uh, consciously, eventually it'll come out where it doesn't sound fake. So I know when this was first making its rounds, people would be like, don't say but say, and, you know, don't say, well, that's a good idea, but I'm not sure because as soon as you say, but it invalidates it. And I know when this was all the rage a couple years back, people who were doing this, like to me, it sounded so insanely fake. Oh, please. You're saying, and when you really want to say, but when you really want to completely invalidate me, but 
here I go with the but, you know, <laughs> if you practice it enough, it will become a part of who you are. And you, it won't sound fake because there's reality to the fact when someone is saying something else, you're adding to what they're thinking. So be very conscious of it and acknowledge what someone else is saying before you point out the other aspects of the discussion and argument that are in your mind. I want to phrase this a few ways. One, um, just for reference for our audience, I've done a lot of years in dialogue work. So one, I think that you always want to enter from a place of curiosity. You are learning what the other person is saying. If you go in with, I have my agenda and I'm going to get that done, then you're not listening in any way, shape or form. So you really want to go from a place of understanding what the other person is thinking, understanding where they're coming from and making the move from there. The next slide is, um, yes. So improv for many years, I did guess and, and, and I do think a lot of people use um, the and when they mean but, but hopefully when you're doing like from that improv, yes, and it's your building and you truly are building. Hillel's like, let's go to the mall. And I'm like, yes. And when we're there, we're going to buy a smoothie. It's not, Hillel's like, we're going to go to the mall. And I'm like, yes. And actually we're gonna go to the movie theater, right? It's really, you should use the yes and to build on the other person. And I would say, if you totally disagree when Hillel says, let's go to the mall and I just say, no, I don't wanna do that, thank you. Um, with kindness, as opposed to trying to, um, I, I think if you use the yes and that way, you're not setting that person up for success and transparency. So I, I think there's sometimes where it's okay to just say no. I, I completely agree with you. Um, so next point, if you do want to say no, but you have this power dynamic and you really do want to get that point out, one way to do it is to pass a note discreetly during the meeting. Somehow or another, motion to whoever is in charge, or if it's not to the leader, pass it on to somebody else who might be able to present your point of view in a different way. I think in Zoom, okay. I'm going to take away the words I think. In Zoom culture, it has become a little bit easier, a little harder, because uh, if you don't do this well, you look distracted on Zoom, and that's not good because uh, you don't have any of the other social cues. But I definitely am a person who will text or chat or et cetera, especially when I'm not sure of the, of the power dynamic or what the right thing to say is. I'll private message someone like, hey, I have this in my mind. Do you want to say it? Right. And sometimes they'll chat back, like, go for it. And sometimes they'll chat back and, or they'll just say it. And we have so many more tools at our disposal for communication. Right. And, and I do know even in in-person meetings, people are texting and that comes across. I mean, like everybody knows when you're doing it, it is not discreet. Um, but if you need to get it done, you need to get it done. All good tips, Charlene. I love listening to you. <laughs> Um, okay, and the other thing is always is that sometimes it's just not appropriate to somehow or another handle it during the meeting and circling back to how we started at the top of the, uh, at the top of the tips of taking it offline is just think about not even mentioning it at the meeting and bringing it up and doing it behind the scenes. Um, either after the meeting, or if you know that this is a topic that's going to come up that you disagree with, try and manage it before the meeting. When you're trying to figure out who, what, where, when, why, right? Like, how do I say it? What do I do? When do I do it? How do I do it? It's really important to one, validate yourself, right? And I, and I actually think that 
Um, you know, there's a lot of TikToks and things like that about different generations. And we've talked a little bit about on, on this pod before, but I actually think Gen Z is much better at, um, coming with confidence and be in knowing, or at least presenting that way than, uh, certainly I, as an older millennial and, uh, and that's really beautiful to watch, see, hear, and learn from. And when, you come in with confidence and you come in knowing that you're paid to be there, right? This is a job. Your expertise are valued and you're able to share. And knowing that, I think it gives you a little bit more, you know, pep in your step to contribute and be a part of the conversation. So it, well, I, I, yes, and to everything we just said, and, and I think I personally believe there's a really strong time and place for everything. Uh, it's, you want to know that you are there at the table for the right reasons. I agree with you. And I guess I'm not a Gen Zer, obviously. And I never walked into my career with that level and point of confidence. And I think that we all need to be aware of it because if you don't come from a place of confidence, you can make a couple of mistakes. Either, A, you're like trying to prove yourself. And so you misstep when it's appropriate to say something, you say too much, or you say too little, or you come off as overly arrogant and, you know, oh that gosh, confidence I, is over the top. I've spent hours overanalyzing um, those things. When I, should I have said that? Should I have not said that? I wait way too much of my time overanalyzing that. Right. And it's, and it's very hard. And I have to say, like, one of the benefits, I think, of like, getting older and being in your career for so many years, because, you know, maybe we'll get to it at some point. I definitely have a lot of issues with age, but um, the reality is there is something to experience. And if you've been in your career for a while, some of this natural confidence just comes to you. I do want to give a couple of tips though. Do, do we have time? We're good on time still. We are actually at the end, but why don't you give uh, one tip and we'll, we'll kick it over to next week. <laughs> we will give one tip in the confidence arena of fake it till you make it category, right? Um, before you walk into a meeting, rather than putting yourself in the headspace of, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea why I'm here. I don't know what's going on. Think of two or three reasons why you are accomplished and why you're good and why you should be there. Because that will frame the approach of how you are in the meeting. And rather than be that person who is desperate to prove yourself, which is kind of like, think about those guys who are like, guys, I said guys, you know, whoever it is in the dating scene and they're super desperate. And we all know someone who's really desperate in the dating scene, they don't seem to be able to do anything right. So instead of being really desperate in your professional career and world, frame it yourself by thinking about the positives of why you're in a space. And that will, that will come off when you are sitting in a space and that will come off when you're interacting with people. Next week, we, next week, yeah. I say next week, we're going to kick it off with one of, I think, the strongest topics of imposter syndrome and, and kind of continue this dialogue about confidence. But for today, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Ella. Always awesome to talk to you. Always. I love it, Charlene. I love these conversations. And uh, it's absolutely one of the favorite parts of my week without. <laughs> without fail. And I'd like to say to everyone, hey, keep on learning, learn something new every day. Thanks, bye. See you next time on Two Minds Today. Like and subscribe.